Can you believe it? 2020 is over. As you guys are listening to it, it may maybe already be 2021, but it may also be December 21st, and I don't know if it's just me, but every year at the end, it feels like I'm standing at the edge of a cliff, and I'm just jumping into the unknown, into a new world, which may be a bit over-exaggerating it, because it's just a new year, nothing specific is going to change, but it does something to me. <laughs> it's so weird and especially after this year um, I'm not really one to go along the trend of like oh my god 2020 was really bad because I think that it was a hard year it was a very very hard year that challenged so many of us and that broke down so many of us but I personally learned a lot out of it and through the pain through the struggle I personally chose to to keep what I learned closer to me and to cherish that as the highlights of my year instead of focusing on all of the heartbreak and pain and loss because I think that's just life anyway (laughs) for today's episode we are going to be talking about a subject that I'm low-key obsessed about and it makes me feel like a nerd because who gets obsessed about this and who gets excited about this but I have someone with me today who's also very excited to talk about this. Today we are going to be talking about productivity, self-discipline and organization. Now this is a bit a cliche topic that everyone talks about on New Year's Eve because you're setting your resolutions, you're organizing yourself for the upcoming year and yes, I did choose this episode on this specific date on puppets. Now, presenting my co-nerd for today because we love talking about this and we love implementing it in our lives is Mashika. Hello. Hey. Thank you so much, Madam, for inviting me to the podcast. It's such an honor. Thank you because for being here. To be honest, it's the only podcast I listen to every week or at least every bi week teaching the, the program. But yes. Yeah, thank you. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's so nice. That is a beautiful way to just start. How was your 2020, yeah. Masika? How, w- how would you describe this past year for you? Um. Okay. So as everyone would describe it, was um very unproductive because, as you know, because of quarantine, we kind of stayed home and many of our dreams and plans crumbled the ground and got modified. So we got depressed, we got sad, but um, most of it, I would say, I've learned to discover myself and gave time to myself to reflect more about, you know, what to modify in my life, to keep and stuff like that. Definitely. It's kind of funny also when I realized that, you know, before the year actually happened, everyone on social media was like looking forward to it and going like oh 2020 is my year 2020 is the year to be the best version of yourself and to have your best year possible and then every month we were hit with like a disaster yeah indeed like this is why like many people are kind of really pessimistic and like negative they don't really want to make um any goal for 2021 which is like a very big mistake are you used to like making yearly resolutions how's how is that for you um to be honest i'm the kind of person like many others i used to put like 
30 goals or like 50 goals in just one leg and never like um, take a look on that list ever again and then I just feel super depressed and I feel just like my full hair was like a big failure just because I didn't achieve those goals and that was a big mistake I used to do like every year but I guess like this time I feel like it's gonna be super different because you know we learn from our mistakes and next time we should just do it more properly so yeah yeah I used to feel so guilty for not achieving anything that I actually just like stopped doing it I never was one to like make one every year but when I became a teenager I think 15 years old or something I wanted to try and do that and I did it up until 2018 and then for 2019 I felt too bad because I was like you didn't achieve shit so I didn't make one and I don't think I made one for 2020 as well because I didn't find it. I've been looking for it and I didn't find <laughs> it. So I'm just assuming that I didn't make one. But it's actually really interesting when I look back at my previous resolutions list. So the first thing mm-hmm. is that they are very unachievable, very unrealistic. But the second thing is also some of the goals kind of like come back. They're a recurring theme. This podcast was actually on my resolutions list for 2018 but oh. I only launched it in 2020 when I found that resolutions list and I'm like oh wow you haven't done that yet just do it go ahead and you know although it may be a bit maybe a bit frustrating with yourself to feel like you're always letting yourself down because you're not showing up for yourself you're not achieving those goals you set I think it's always nice to read to take a look at your old resolutions list and maybe find something that you're so passionate about today and i truly agree with you maram because as you said it's never too late to see your old goals and to start planning for again you see Mm -hmm. um and yeah what did you learn about organization productivity self-discipline what has the lockdown and the COVID in general taught you about this? Um, Well, to be honest, I've been reading a lot about it and watching many, many videos and even consulting some people, you see, because that's something that I found like crucial in our lives because I feel like when you master like organization, productivity, time management, self-discipline, you just like master success and life. Yes. So, yes. yeah, I, I feel like um, there is this misconception of being busy all the time. Like, I, I've lived this by myself, to be honest. And my whole life, I felt that being busy means that I was productive. Like, you know, um, being all day um, doing some tasks without really knowing what's important and what's not, what's urgent and what's not. You know, going with the flow and being busy, being busy. But you know what? That's just so wrong. Yes. Just so yes. not right. That's not true. And many people are just doing this. So I, sh- I think we should first understand what's the real meaning of being productive. Mm-hmm. Like simple. What's the real meaning behind it? Um, so in simple terms, we should know that productivity is important. Because you can get more done if you are a productive person, right? Mm -hmm. So it means that you can do more with less time. That means you can turn harder, more important tasks. So it also means that you have more time for the things you enjoy, like sports, working out, yoga, hobbies, spending time with family, friends, or whatever. It's definitely being efficient with your time is what I've learned. Exactly, exactly. That's it. So it's all about how you manage your time and do the things that really matters to you, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can be busy, you can have a lot of tasks, but still not achieve any goal. And it would still be a big waste of time at the end of the day. Definitely. Especially with social media and so many influencers um, who talk about this topic 
I think it's really mm -hmm. hard to also fall into this vicious circle of trying to follow their routine that is, you know, specifically set for them and then feeling bad when we don't do the same things, especially, you know, with the perfect morning routine and the perfect night routine and the perfect mm -hmm. working routine. There's so much of that lately that it's very easy to just fall into this deep dark hole of trying to live up to that and then compare yourself to it and then failing and then fe feeling bad and feeling guilty when at the end of the day it's all about learning what's important to you what works for you because this is very very relative and I think this is low-key the biggest lesson that lockdown taught me because you know everything stopped the world was on pause our studies stopped, everything we had been working on stopped. Yeah. Just yeah, that's <laughs> and all all kind of organization that I had in my life just vanished because I was just left alone with my thoughts, with myself. And it was up to me now to to find some sort of like living rhythm because we didn't go to university anymore. We didn't walk anymore. We couldn't meet up with friends and family anymore. And it was very important. Yeah. At that period of time for me to well I'm not gonna lie the first month I just I was a couch potato didn't do much <laughs> I've been series because I guess that was the case for everyone here listening yeah. to us I was just like overwhelmed with all of that free time that I just did everything I had been looking forward to do like watch that series I never got around to read that book I never got around to <laughs> and I just did all of these entertainment things but then when I realized that the lockdown isn't ending anytime soon I'm like okay bro time to get your shit together and <laughs> sort of you know some sort of schedule for yourself some sort of living rhythm because it was a mess my sleeping schedule was messed up everything was messed up yeah. and learning how to reorganize myself really took time but a few months down the line over six months down the line I learned that it really is the biggest gift of 2020 which is knowing how to organize myself in a way that is balanced in a way that works for me and in a way that is sustainable meaning that I won't burn out and I will be able to keep doing this in the long run. Mm -hmm. I truly agree with you, you know. And I think you mentioned earlier, like it all depends on the angle we see things. Because I can see 2020 like as the worst year of my life, you see. As I can, I can see it as the worst experience ever. But at the same time, I can see it like a great opportunity in which we reflected, we learned more about ourselves, we discovered our, ourselves, what we really wanted to do and stuff like that. So it all depends from the angle you see it. And I always choose the positive one. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely. I actually, there was this really, really cool random event um, that I found on Facebook. It was this, <clears throat> mm -hmm. it was this dude uh, from Toronto who had set it as a goal for himself uh, at the beginning of quarantine to meet up with 500 strangers and talk to them over a Zoom call. And he did it with a lot of people from all over the world and he loved it so much that he decided to organize an event centered around that. So mm. he posted on a lot of groups and then made a group for the event. Over mm. like 200 people showed up and then we were put in breakout rooms of three people and he would send us prompts every five to ten minutes and you just got to connect with two random strangers who are now not strangers anymore because we stayed in touch and we've been talking and they're just beautiful young amazing ladies that I admire so much and you know we were talking one of the prompts was how are you really how was your year and we were talking about 2020 how how hard it was for everyone because you know everything was made harder because this is something that no one really expected for example here mm -hmm. in Algeria the borders are still closed meaning that I can't really go and see my family which just breaks me apart and makes me feel so sad whenever I remember it yeah and we all started talking about all of the bad stuff that happened to us this year all of the pain the heartbreak the grief that we had to deal with and then we sat down for a minute that was a little moment of silence and we looked at the other side of thing and each one of us shared what we learned 
of, you know, I learned to accept myself, I learned to love myself. It was hard, but I learned to just be at peace with myself. And I know that's not the ultimate goal for everyone. Some people, you know, this is not one of their priorities or they already feel secure enough in themselves not to make it a goal to really feel okay in your own skin. But I noticed that I wasn't okay when I had to sit down with myself and I didn't have anything to really, to just mm. entertain myself with. I realized that there were so many things that I was trying to run away from. Um, you know, a lot of things that I maybe didn't process that happened in the past or a lot of things that I didn't like about myself and didn't want to face because I was afraid of looking at the truth in the eyes. And yes. when everything stopped, and we had no choice left but to do that, I truly learned how to accept myself, how to appreciate mm-hmm. my own company. I was always one to like have fun when I was by myself. I, that's something I really enjoy. I enjoy my alone time, but I learned to do mm-hmm. that with more love and more care towards myself because, you know, sometimes you just realize that we give so much love to other people and we give them so much attention, but we don't realize that we are lacking that as well. And redirecting all of that love that I had for others and redirecting, redirecting it towards myself and trying to, trying to treat myself the way I would treat a loved one really made a huge shift in my relationship with myself because, you know, that was some sort of balance of I was nice and kind and, understanding and forgiving but I was also very strict when it came to certain things like no you need to do this you need to do that you need to show up for yourself and be present Mm -hmm. and that balance in no way is easy to find it really takes a lot of it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of courage to sometimes face the hard truth that you are not okay that you are missing something that you're heartbroken (laughs) and looking at that and decided to work with it but it is so rewarding mm-hmm. when you realize a couple months down the line that, oh, wow, you just had this beautiful journey of self-discovery and where you learned to discover more about yourself, where you learned to show up for yourself and where you learned to organize yourself in a way that is relative to you, that is specific to you to you to you as an individual and that is some sort of like a support system as well because you now have something to fall back on if you ever fail because you prepared that safe ground for yourself and so yeah I went on a little rant <laughs> I don't even know I think <laughs> I think mom learn how to enjoy failures as well as we enjoy the success we should learn how to enjoy the challenges and I want to say that the journey is more important than the destination. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have to stress your to stress yourself and over your overwork yourself because life is meant to be enjoyed. And I think this concept of working endlessly in pain, like to achieve success, like mm-hmm. you need to you need like blood, sweat, and tears to really achieve success. Maybe sometimes it's just not true. So I think you should instead learn how to follow your intuitions, learn how to listen to your body and mind, like be open to what's happening to your, in your environment. So, yeah. There is this case of a lot of people, uh, you know, investing their everything in a specific goal and trying, they're focusing more on the journey than on the goal. And so, as you said, they're putting their blood, sweat and tears on it and it's it's quite extreme but then once they actually achieve the goal they realize that it's not going to magically make them happier because they weren't happy in the first place as they were working towards it and what you just said is very very important because once we start to enjoy the journey and we just enjoy the little bumps we find on the road and we figure out our way around them Mm -hmm. we see that we we fall into the hole the first time and then we see it next time so we jump enjoying all of that and having fun while you're doing it does make you happier and more secure in yourself if you like yeah totally what are 
the let's say the tips and tricks that you would give yourself if you could um in order to maybe not make the same mistakes mm, okay so basically um most of these tips and tricks um i think everyone kind of knows them but we don't really implement them so i would say as the most important um tip or lesson i've learned so far is really know what's important for us like let's suppose like i have many goals i should learn how to um kind of categorize them into what's important and urgent then what's important but not urgent then what's urgent but not important and at the end we should delete all the stuff that are neither important or nor urgent you see so by doing this we can track we can start tracking our time and doing some target lists and of course team deadlines yeah so i think this is kind of simple and it's easy and it is easy but it's all about consistency again so self discipline is key definitely the eisenhower metrics um is actually really helpful i first learned about it in a youtube video from one of my favorite youtubers ever and mm -hmm. you know, he was talking about it and i'm like oh wow i never tried this before and so i tried doing it and i tried filling it and i realized that most of my time was going in the last category the not urgent and not important one because i was procrastinating all of the important and urgent stuff because i didn't want to you know be confronted to that fear of not doing things well enough of not showing mm -hmm. up for myself all of that and so when i did that it really was like a huge wake-up call of like where is your time going where is your energy going why are you so tired but you're not achieving anything like what's wrong with that how <laughs> and, you know, because because madam um that's another really important point that you just mentioned it's about managing your energy not your time because when you take a moment to think about it you just probably realize that you are better at doing certain tasks at certain times yes so what type of energy do you have in the morning what type of energy do you have in the afternoon in the evening like determine what tasks what tasks each energy level and time of day are best suited for you and the type of tasks you're aiming for you see yeah this is very very helpful i have no energy whatsoever in the morning <laughs> i just wake up <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm still i'm still in the process of waking up and i, used I always to need like 30 minutes to just like yeah. do nothing and just see you know the nothing at all do nothing don't use my phone don't, don't like i don't talk to people just do nothing 30 minutes every morning <laughs> we took up a very bad habit lately of just you know waking up and doing all of my little morning routine stuff and then i would as i would have breakfast i would check my phone and answer my emails and my messages and all of that and today mm -hmm. i decided not to do that i decided not to touch my phone until i was completely done with everything and so instead of checking my instagram or my facebook as i was having breakfast mm -hmm. i took my coffee i also sideline mm -hmm. on this but I, I was always one to say like oh coffee doesn't really affect me that much but then it does and i don't even drink it by itself i drink it with milk mm -hmm. and when i realize how <laughs> i'm like you're so heavy <laughs> <laughs> um, when I realized, you know, that I was doing that in the morning and it was making me feel very overwhelmed from the start, I didn't do that today. And I just took my coffee and sat down next to my window and I watched just like people walk outside and I watched the garden, oh. the tree, and I smelled some nice fresh air and it was beautiful. It was just such a precious moment of the day. And the irony of it all is that my morning routine today was shorter than the other days. Mm -hmm. I didn't spend that time on my phone, just like glued to my screen. Um, but it was really, really rewarding. And I felt very tethered and ready for the day when I didn't touch my phone and I was done. I think that's a great habit, but 
I also want to say that there are some people like they just try to copy the the others. Like for example, I just I try to read an article about healthy habits, and I just start doing all of them at once, which is like very bad. Mm-hmm. I think we should understand our why, you know, behind our goals, yes. because it is a good tool to help us stay motivated, and it is very important to to actually understand what we're working for. Like, let's suppose, uh, I just read an article and it's written down there, waking up early at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. is great. Yes. Okay, I'll just, if I don't get the why behind it and just start um, waking up at 5 a.m. without spe- specific reason or schedule or routine or habits, no, I think I'll just, I'll just, give up in the first phase after starting in the minutes mm-hmm. so there's no meaning behind it like if you want to do something either it's a good habit or not always understand the why behind it so this is something crucial i think it drives you to actually show up and do it <laughs> yeah i was i was just saying just because that's you know that's fancy main influencer like is doing it it just doesn't mean it's good for you maybe it doesn't match your goals it doesn't match it just doesn't match with you you see yeah there's definitely not some sort of one side one size fits all when it comes to this it's kind of like clothes let's say it's a weird comparison but let's say a certain style of clothes wouldn't necessarily suit you a certain style of clothes you wouldn't feel very comfortable in a certain style of clothes you wouldn't necessarily choose. And it's not because, you know, it's element at this point. Yeah, it's just trendy. Yeah, it's not because it's trending or everyone is wearing it that you also need to wear it. Um, The same thing goes when it comes to this. You know, this is your life. Like, literally, this is so cliche, but this is your life. This is your brain that you need to live with every day like you are coexisting with yourself i don't know if it happens to you do you ever have like those weird dialogues with yourself (laughs) or you just feel like you're yeah like monologues yeah (laughs) and (laughs) all the time exactly and so learning how to just coexist and do that in a nice little way that makes every day easy is really nice and you know a way to do that for me was to set up healthy habits that just help me show up be productive but still have time for life to just happen because a big mistake that I used to make is I would plan out my day in advance and I would plan like every single thing I needed to do and the timing and how much time I would spend on this and that and blah 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 but first of all when I would wake up in the morning Mm. like a chore like it it was just something to take off and I didn't really have that drive to do it anymore because that everything was planned already it was just boring I was just going through the motions but I would always get very Mm. frustrated if something unexpected came up afterwards when I when I learned yeah I found the balance between showing up for yourself and being productive and ticking off those tasks from your to-do list, but also having time for life to just happen and sweep you off your feet and for that one friend to randomly call you and you'll have the time to just sit down with them and talk for hours and not feel guilty or for your cousin to just go like, yeah, let's go out and you go out and you have so much fun and you don't feel guilty because you're missing out on your Japanese practice. <laughs> nice example (laughs) this one happened yesterday (laughs) because i was revising for my exam and she was like let's go out i was like no but i have an exam and i'm gonna be so stressed and i need to revise for this because i forgot everything and then i realized that i would actually be more efficient at revising if i took some fresh air first and i just ended up going out and having fun and then coming back and having a mental breakdown because i didn't even know that (laughs) That's the balance of life. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how about self-discipline? Okay. um, I think (laughs) self-discipline is probably 
is something that we all struggle with <laughs> because we all have goals we all want to be consistent yes but when it comes to self-discipline we all feel bad on you know giving up fast and causing ourselves pain is not easy you know because sometimes you just got to that's deep inside you just don't feel like doing them mm-hmm. so i think there are some tricks and tips that i would give for people who listen to them and that kind of really worked well for me mm-hmm. so suppose i woke up this morning and i just don't feel like working out and i have to work out today it's in my plans it's in my routine i gotta do it mm-hmm. and i think the best thing i can do in this kind of cases is start it starts my day by taking small actions you know for example making my bed then for example brushing my teeth preparing a healthy breakfast like easy and small actions like this can make a very big difference you see? Mm-hmm. so pushing myself into discomfort a little bit so i can get better at this over time and you know it will kind of create some kind of motivation and your your mind would like to do more like you would you would start your day by in your bed eating breakfast doing some yoga for example and then you just want more and more and more and most of the time this just helped me to you know to myself mm-hmm. yeah what about you i used to have this misconception of seeing self discipline as willpower and I would always give myself an excuse by saying that, oh, my willpower is not that strong when it comes to this one specific task, you know? But mm-hmm. then I realized that it's not really, it's not, it's not about willpower more than it is about controlling your feeling and overcoming your weaknesses. It's more, it's more looking at yourself as you are and accepting the truth that for example mm-hmm. you are disorganized your si- your sleeping schedule is very messed up and this and that and expect- yeah. accepting all of that about yourself but then looking for a solution and looking for a solution that first of all is not going to make you burn out in the long run let's say i want to mm-hmm. fix my sleeping something that i'm currently doing is i'm trying to fix my sleeping schedule because it got very messed up and i realized that It's not by abruptly waking up early one day that my entire sleeping schedule is going to be fixed fixed. I need to take small consistent steps in order for it to become more like a habit and less like a spur little spur thing that happens randomly every once in a while of me waking up early. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like like you'd get better at self discipline if you focus on achieving small tasks and break bigger projects into very tasks exactly so, yeah and you know for me this was all about knowing myself knowing my weaknesses acknowledging that and setting clear realistic goals of is this something that i truly want to do is this something that i want to commit to why do i even want to do this and then something that i learned in quarantine this quarantine just taught me so much as mm-hmm. mm-hmm. something that i learned is to actually set an execution plan for myself. I didn't do that before. I would just like write a goal and then just throw it at myself on the you'll figure this out as you go. Just do this. But there was no execution mm-hmm. plan behind it. For example, it would be like um let's say fix my sleeping schedule. And that's it. But now I would go like okay, fix my sleeping schedule, turn off my phone at 11 p.m. let's say and read a little bit because I get sleepy when I read at night and that would help me sleep earlier or maybe have a tea or have inchizen or have to do all of these little things that will help me sleep better and I will have a restful sleep and then without even noticing I'm going to go to bed earlier and earlier and earlier until I fall into some sort of healthy sleeping routine and sleeping schedule And so it's really about recognizing the fact that self-discipline is not sheer willpower. Of course, willpower does 
play a role into it. It helps you, it gives you that little fire to keep going at times. But self-discipline is also a muscle. It's something that you need to work with and it tires out if you work it out too much. And so showing up for yourself is something that you need to train yourself to do. You need to train exactly. To that's like what that's what we call discomfort training. You just um, it's like a muscle, as you just mentioned. You just need to train it in a consistent way, not force it as well, and just like give the right amount, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So this running from discomfort is kind of ruining our lives. We need kind of to face it, like it's our hard, uncomfortable projects or finances. And instead of just running to distractions, video games, or in our case, K-drama. K-drama. <laughs> yeah. We, just, we, just, we should just try to learn and face it, you know, in a wise way, if I can say. Yeah, definitely. One small task at, at a time. Yes. Push ourselves into discomfort slowly but surely. Yeah. I used to do this one thing every end of December, beginning of January. I would, you know, set my resolutions list and then I would make a habit tracker. And I would be so motivated in that one instant to just get my life together and become so organized that I would add a gazillion habits on that list. And then I would give up three, four days, sometimes a week in. And then I would just feel guilty because I was not showing up for myself because I was just letting myself down, which also kind of affected my relationship to resolutions lists and didn't make me want to do one every year because I was just, I would just go like, oh, no need to do that. You're going to fail anyway. You're not going to do it for yourself anyway. And so I didn't want to confront that. So I just stopped doing it, stopped doing them. But I think something that is very important to also just know is that first of all Mm -hmm. as you said it's important to start with one habit at a time train it like a muscle you can't expect your body to run a marathon on your first try you need to train yourself yeah exactly you just can't lift 100 kilos on your first day at the gym come on you gotta start with one kilo (laughs) just start with that exactly it's all about just finding that little solution that is going to help make it easier for you to show up for yourself like on a daily basis. Stimulate your brain. Yes. See? Yeah, because, you know, um, there's that misconception. There's that cycle that you should be, inspi- uh, that should be inspired first so you can get the motivation to do something. Then when you get the motivation to do something, you can execute then the task, which is such a big misconception. Um, the thing is, in this cycle, you just start from any place. So which means if I want to execute something, I don't really need to get the inspiration first, then the motivation, then comes the execution. So I can start by execute, as I said earlier, I can start by, by executing small tasks, then I would get inspired, then the motivation would come by itself, you see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, it's a, it's a cycle, but you can start from it in, in any place and anywhere. Definitely. It's all about, you know, doing that, those little things that stimulate your brain when we're in that period where we don't really want to do things. I have those days when I wake up and I just want to stay in bed all day and I just want to binge watch a series or read a book or not talk to anyone or not study (laughs) that exam I have coming up and it really is about getting out of bed going to the bathroom brushing my teeth going back to my room opening the window getting some fresh air in making my bed and then once I've done all of these little tasks my brain automatically goes like okay so what's next so I make a little target list exactly and that is called like the avalanche effect Mm-hmm. Because you start with brushing your teeth and you end up with and end up your day with doing like something super big and great, you see? Yes. Instead of playing in bed all day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to do that when I would have like, <laughs> it's something that I've been doing since high school, but 
see those agendas that we would have, those planners that we would have for school, I would take those and when I would write my homework, let's say our math teacher gave us like five exercises to work on at home. I would write math exercises and then I would go back to the line and write every exercise by itself. And all of my friends would go like, oh, my mom, fine, just takes a lot of place. Why do you do this? Just write it all in one line, like exercise mm-hmm. 20, 25 and 37. Just write them all together and tell us, you know? And I realized that when I would break this big task of five math exercises to do, when I would break them mm-hmm. down into single little exercises that I can go in 20, that I can do in 20 minutes, 30 minutes, instead of having to block out two hours of my time, I realized that it would really help me not feel overwhelmed by how daunting that task is. And same for my essays. I would always have some sort of like action plan of first do some research and then plan it out and then start by, I always write the intro last. So then start by writing your part one and then part two and then conclusion and then go back to the intro and learning how to break down very scary and daunting projects into little, little tasks of like, go read an article or open your book. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's right. Because we don't, yeah, because we don't really function based on rationality. We function based on our feelings and writing an essay doesn't feel good, right? It's yeah. just a, a burden for us. It's just something that will hurt us. This is how our, our brain interprets uh, this kind of task. So this is why we should learn how to manipulate our brains and trick them. So, for example, instead of saying, okay, I will um, start writing my essay today and finish it today, I can start, uh, I can trick myself and say, I'll just write some ideas mm-hmm. and, and then I'll stop and that's it for today. But then when I just start writing those ideas and brainstorm i find myself that i want to do more and that i want to complete what i started and finish what i started you see Mm -hmm. definitely it makes us want to do more and just keep on going what i've been doing lately is that i also give myself a time limit i learned how to do this in dominant because you know the back it was very stressful and so i yeah how to organize my time and so i would just go like okay so math you're gonna study mathematics for two hours and then you're gonna go study physics for two hours and then you're gonna go study science biology for two other hours and in those two hours i would have some sort of like little things to tackle so you need to study this and this and this and maybe do this exercise and watch that little video and Mm -hmm. i realized that well i'm not gonna lie when i started university that organization just disappeared (laughs) yes same for me yeah because the first thing is uh, I never really realized how much of an impact my parents had on me and how they helped me stay organized because they would keep me accountable and you know I moved away from university so I was by myself and no one was really there to go like did you do this today how was this today how like no one with me at the end of the day and I had to do that for myself and which is why I started doing target lists but at first a mistake that I would make is I would do like a gazillion tasks to do there like all of the things I wanted to do I just like just send them in the, in the to-do list but now I call it a target list because it feels like way more specific and also because it's better than just to-do list <laughs> and I just mm-hmm. put three tasks every day I put three tasks that are going to help me achieve my monthly goals because you know I didn't set any resolutions for 2020 I've just been going with the flow uh, for this year but in the lockdown there's this youtuber that I really appreciate her name is Lavender and I found one of her videos where she did monthly review and planning and the aim behind that is to sit down every end of the month you sit down with yourself you reflect on your past month you keep yourself accountable of what you have done what you didn't achieve, what you could do better, and ways you can improve. 
and mm-hmm. you also learn to appreciate the little things. So you list out like the highlight of your months and things that made you happy and your favorite feeling this month. And then you take all of that energy and you try to redirect it into planning for your upcoming month. So I remember one of the prompts was what has been your favorite feeling this past month and what triggered it? And for this one specific month, I remember my favorite feeling was just like being present with my family and feeling loved and feeling appreciated by the people around me. And I realized that what triggered it was getting out of my comfort zone and spending more time with my family and involving myself more in the projects that I did and people just, you know, enjoying my time with people overall. And so I implemented that in my upcoming months. And so for December, for example, one of my little goals was to catch up with people that I've been out of touch with and just enjoy my time. I think that's kind of close the gratitude journal concept, right? Yeah, definitely. And that's a very helpful way, you know, to help your mental health and you, you know, just feel grateful to all the small things happening in your life. Because mm-hmm. you're not focusing w- on the heartbreak anymore. You're not focusing on, oh my God, the borders are closed. <laughs> you're focusing mm-hmm. on um, today. I got to call my little sister and check in with her. And for example, something very cute that we did last week is we just like had a meal together. She just we put our phones next to each other and just we were eating and talking and everyone in my family was just like interacting with each other and at that moment Mm. I really felt like I was there it didn't feel like I'm half the world away it just felt like I was there next to my dad next to my siblings and just you know enjoying my time with my baby sister and kind of like being passive aggressive with my brother (laughs) and all of these (laughs) being grateful and recognizing those small moments to treasure really helps you just feel more grateful and also feel more at peace because a lot of things we cannot control there are so many things around us that we literally do not have a say over no one could control the covid no one could control so and this is why we shouldn't really like stress or be anxious about the, the stuff we can't control you see yeah because it can be like really bad damages on our mental health and yeah i used to do this thing um i I did it a lot in high school and it was a bit toxic for myself where i planned out my life like i'm gonna go to this one university and i'm gonna have this one amazing degree and then this great amazing masters and then this and that and blah 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 and you know I'm very grateful for the fact that I absolutely love what I'm studying. I really enjoy it. It's just a lot is very interesting. <laughs> the, the practice is, <laughs> but the theory is just so fascinating. And seeing how humans have evolved is just beautiful. Um, but just, you know, I realized that when I planned out everything in advance, I'm just setting myself up for failure because I don't know what life has in store for me. I don't know what's written for me. And Exactly. To accept. Like, we, we got to be flexible, you know? Yes. With the events happening in life. What's meant for you will find its way to you. So I stopped worrying about all of those little things that I couldn't control. And I just, now I focus on the daily life, on the, on the little day-to-day tasks that I can accomplish on a daily basis that can help me get closer to my goal and that can make me happier in the long run and enjoying yourself every day and showing up for yourself every day and just having fun as you do it is the greatest gift you could give yourself yeah and just the present as you said and let's not be worried about the uncertainty that is waiting for us in 2021 you see and let's just enjoy the present and do our best in our daily life Exactly. And I think this is the irony of it all, that it took the world halting and stopping everything. It took that for me to finally just 
have fun in my day-to-day life I used to just like go with the motions you know go to university go back home mm-hmm. do all of the little mm-hmm. things I had to do on a daily basis and then stay on my phone yeah the boring routine exactly but then I had to you know structure my days and structure my life more and better and I just I remember I still do but I have so much fun just like studying grammar for a language that I'm learning mm-hmm. that's so nutty but like <laughs> but I remember this one friend calling one time and she's like oh what are you doing because I sounded very excited she's like oh are you doing like are you playing a game are you watching a new series you love I'm like no I'm doing Korean grammar it's so interesting (laughs) (laughs) well I'm the nerdy (laughs) I've become such a nerd when it comes to this because I just I just learned how to enjoy the process as a whole and give myself the time it needs. At first, I would go like, you need to do this. You need to achieve this one huge, great project in one month, let's say. But I kind of underestimated the time it would take me. And then I would end up burnt out. But now when I, but when I just, when I give myself the time I need, to accomplish every task and the time I need to just enjoy myself. I realized that I stick to it more because I enjoy doing it. And so I want to do it because it makes me happy. Korean grammar, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And I overall just, you know, I am more efficient with it because because I find it interesting, I'm I'm gonna involve myself more in it and I'm gonna do more research and without even noticing, I'm going to grow tremendously as an individual just because I have been giving myself the space and the time to do so. Yeah, I think it won't even feel like a task, you know. It's more it like a hobby or something. Exactly. It really doesn't. Like, the perfect moment of the quarantine was during Ramadan. Uh, my cousin was here. She was spending Ramadan with my grandparents and I. And my I was very messy before like I was just such a mess my sleeping schedule was messed up I had no structure in my day the day would just pass away and I would feel like I didn't do anything and I didn't understand because I felt so tired I started this little experiment that I'm still carrying on to this moment because I guess I got used to it which is I started tracking my time now this may feel a bit overwhelming to some people just like tracking every minute of your day but it taught me a lot. The first thing it taught me is time blocking because I realized that I spent, what I used to do is I would spend like 10 minutes doing this and then 10 minutes doing that. And then five minutes, like 15 minutes doing this. And then I would go back to the first task and it was such a mess. What I learned to do is, for example, know all of the tasks I need to do. Like for example, today I need to work on that project. I need to run this errand. I need to write this chapter. Knowing that- yeah, be- and then give, knowing that I need one hour to do this and two hours to do that. And then just doing everything in those two hours and giving myself some sort of time limit. Like at the end of the hour, you stop. And once I started doing it, I understood where my time was going. And now I'm more efficient with it because I feel like I have time. Because when you visually see your time, when you visually open your calendar and see how much time you have, you just realize that we have time to do everything if we want to and if we get organized well. But it's kind of weird because when we don't track our time, I feel like the 24 hours I am given feels like five months or less. Yes, exactly. Like time passes so, 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 so fast. And this is why we should track it and, you know, spend it wisely on things we really want to do and achieve. But it's also okay, you know, to have breaks, like mm-hmm. to have a rest and to just do nothing. That's fine. Also, you know, we, we can't really be productive all the time, like seven days mm-hmm. out of seven. Like, that's fine. That's okay. Exactly. It's about finding that balance between work, studies, your social life and yourself the time you need with yourself and you know at first I would feel guilty when I had an empty slot in my calendar of like 
oh my god I'm just like wasting time away but now I just appreciate that time because I know that for example I'm not going to do anything for the 30 minutes but in the upcoming hour I'm going to work on this task and so I need to be well rested overall mm -hmm. something that I'm very grateful for is finding that balance between being organized and showing up and just letting life happen. So every day, every day I select three tasks out of my monthly huge to-do list because I just picked mm -hmm. up the habit of doing monthly planning and review. And so I have like a list of things I need to accomplish for this month. Every day I select three tasks and I just do them whenever I feel like doing them in the day. <laughs> sometimes I feel like studying in the morning. Sometimes I feel like studying in the evening. Sometimes I feel like not doing anything for the day, which is okay because I know that I'm going to do something tomorrow and I know that I've been doing my best up until now and I, I deserve to rest and I deserve to just take the time off. And finding that balance just is really, really helpful when it comes to sleeping soundly at night because you know you just did your best that day. Yeah, I agree. Because we always plan for you know, for tasks and work, but we never really plan for rest and breaks, right? Yes. I remember attending this one session um, about also productivity and organization. Mm -hmm. And the person that presented it said that we need to schedule at least, you know, an afternoon or a morning for yourself every week to just do nothing and have fun because sometimes we get so caught up in work and life and doing so many things that it feels like we're on a race it feels like we're constantly out of breath yeah we're just like so true. Up to everything but scheduling not even scheduling just giving yourself the space to just slow down and not do anything is actually just such a gift and i, I also realized that i haven't really been doing it on a weekly basis because this is incorporated into my daily routine where I have some time to watch to, to watch series and I have some time to just stay with my family and I have some time for work and I have some time for this and then that. And something that I forgot to mention is giving yourself the time to have enough time for the task. So for example, if you know that you have an essay to write for next week, mm -hmm. you don't wait until the night before to start. <laughs> that is just stressful start once you get the task just break it down and then you can walk on it 30 minutes every day one hour every day and it will feel lighter it won't feel as overwhelming and you won't procrastinate it because at the end of the day procrastination is just fear we are afraid of seeing what we're lacking and we're afraid of not being enough and we're afraid of just not showing up for ourselves which is why we procrastinate and giving yourself time planning ahead when it comes to this is really helpful. That doesn't mean that you need to like squeeze in every, you don't need to plan every second of your upcoming week. I never do this. I just plan the meetings and the things that are set, but at mm -hmm. least having some sort of action plan of this week, I need to work on this and this and this. And then when I wake up that morning, Oh, today I feel like work, today I feel like working on this task and this one and this one, I don't want to work on this one. And so the next day when I wake up, I'll choose that one because I didn't work on it yesterday. And it's, I, f I find it more exciting because I'm not planning my days. I'm just like going with the flow. Whereas mm -hmm. before I would just like plan every day in advance and it would make me feel bored because I was just like going through with the motions. But now I find it more interesting of like, what are you interested in right now? what do you feel like doing right now? And just listening to myself, like a little kid, you know, when you take a kid to a candy shop and you're like, what do you want to have today? And the kid it's is like listening, listening to your intuition, to your body and yeah. mind. I said uh, earlier. Exactly. And this seems some, to some people that um, it's so unplanified, so productive, but no, it can be like, um, you know, really smart of you to do so. Yeah. I feel like it's one of the best little habits that I've took up, just like listening to myself and understanding myself and being 
being as understanding to myself as I would be to a loved one, but also mm-hmm. wanting the best for myself as I would for a loved one. You know, like for the other. Yeah, for example, I, I have a little sister and she's just my favorite person on earth. I just love her so much. Aww. She has my heart. How old is she? She's nine currently. And Aww, she God is just her. the love of my life. I love her so much. And every time I say this, my dad goes like, yeah, but your other siblings. <laughs> and I'm like, I love them too. But like, my baby sister just, she's, she has a place in my heart that, is very very special and that is entirely hers and so I have obviously a lot of care for her and I want her to be happy and I want her to be successful and I want her to do all of those great things in life but also just love herself and so what I realized is that when I redirected that energy and love that I have for her and started doing it with myself listening to myself being strict when it comes to important things and just treating myself like a child I just realized that it made me so much happier and it made me more efficient and more productive because I knew what I wanted I knew what I needed I knew what was lacking and the areas of improvement that I had to work on and that Mm -hmm. made it easier to just navigate my day-to-day life while having fun because I'm not pressuring myself anymore to work or to do this or that I'm just doing them because I want to. And I just felt myself like involved in a hundred things because I'm interested in a lot of things and I can't really do it. But And that's amazing to be honest. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And as you said, this is why you just gotta like patience, steady and consistent. And I'm sure like you'd get there eventually and achieve all of your goals. Maybe not all of them, but at least most of them. And that's fine. That's just life, I guess. Especially since, you know, we're more focused on the journey than on the result. You'll just realize that it's okay. It truly just, it is okay to not be productive all the time. It's okay to have your down times where you feel like a piece of crap and you don't feel well. That's okay. Those things happen everyone goes through. <laughs> the most important thing is just caring yeah for because you know what perfection does exist we can't have a perfect life routine we can't have only perfect habits we can we can we just can't be perfect people you know mm-hmm. and just believe all those influencers that just show the the great side of their lives the product side we all have we all live like ups and downs and that's just fine we just do our best in in the best way we can, you see? Mm-hmm, definitely. I didn't even realize that one hour flew by. For In my head, it's only been five minutes since we've been talking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this has been so much fun. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. so much. I, I just loved our conversation. It's like our daily conversation, you know, when we just talk about everything and nothing. Yeah. And it's just, it is just so much fun. This is, you know, something that keeps me going. This is my why for the podcast is the fact that I get to treasure so many beautiful and precious conversations with people that are interesting, with people that I love. And I just love it. It, it It's what makes me record this episode because I'm interested and I want to, you know, talk to these people about this one topic. And as you said, it just feels very normal. So thank you so much for doing this with me. You are welcome. It's such a pleasure, madam. I promise. And I hope I'll have the honor again to be a part of another podcast episode. Of course. I'd love to have you again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
So guys, that was it. I hope that you enjoyed this week's podcast. I hope you're also listening on the day it was released because today is supposed to be December 21st. And for this, I want to leave you with a little call to action. I want you to think about what is holding you back in life. What are the things that you want to change? What do you need to work on to be the best version possible of yourself? And that best version doesn't have to be a workaholic. It doesn't have to be someone that is always moving around and running around and doing this and that. That best version of yourself can be a very calm one, someone that enjoys spending time with their families and one that enjoys just being present in the moment that is completely relative to you and that is up to you. And I want you to think about all of these things in order to, to know what you need to change in yourself so that we're not restricted to what happens to us, but we're also more involved in the way we react to things. As we talked about in this episode with Masika, this year has been a very hard one on everyone. And the two of us personally chose to focus on what we learned. We chose to focus on the fruitful exp experiences that happened to us this year instead of focusing on the heartbreak and it overall just made us happier <laughs> so we hope that you can maybe take some advice from everything that we've talked about today implement it in your day-to-day -day life get back to us let us know how that has been for you and yeah take care of yourself guys stay healthy stay safe stay kind and until next time bye Thank you.